1: This is uh, one of the songs the Beatles played uh, that night. They played on The Ed Sullivan Show, and those of us who are boomers remember that. We were coming of age, and this this band arrives in America, and this is the month in 1964 that they appeared on The Ed Sullivan Show. And I had heard about them actually through my, my grandmother, and I heard that there was this band that we needed to see. And so we were all uh, set up in our den, because we had dens back then. We were all set up in our den in Metairie and, 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 and watched it as a, as a family. And I loved it. My dad thought it was just, you know, stupid. And they really weren't singing. And they were only playing three chords. And look at the hair. And, you know, a, a lot of people's parents reacted that way. There is a really uh, interesting tribute to the Beatles. And I, I talk about it a lot. And I've talked about it on this show a lot. And we've had uh, Marty Scott on the show before. Uh, Marty Scott is the George of the Liverpool legends, and they are performing tomorrow night at the uh, Jefferson Performing Arts Center in Metairie. Plenty of free parking. The show starts at 730, and it's uh, it's a tribute to the Beatles. This is not a Beatles cover band. This is a real tribute to the Beatles. And and there are things that I have noticed about them that uh, distinguish them from every other Beatles Cover a tribute band. Uh, it's a story through the the different eras of the Beatles, and and I remind you that you know the Beatles arrived in America in 1964. They were finished by 1970, and they only toured for about two years. So think about the impact the Beatles had. Think about all of the different music and the different images and everything the Beatles gave us over a very short period of time. It's really uh, astounding. So, all of that is is captured in this show, and part of it is uh, is uh, narrated by louise jefferson and that i 'm sorry louise harrison uh, that 's uh, george 's uh, not george jefferson but george harrison 's uh, sister and she kind of anointed this band and, and brought them together. And so um, it was with her anointing that the Liverpool legends are really a, a true tribute to the Beatles. And Marty Scott joins us in the studio. Marty, good afternoon. Hey,
3: Scoot. Good to see you. I like the George Jefferson thing. That's yeah, all yeah. yeah. That. That's pretty
1: funny. Hey, listen, it's so <laughs> great to have you guys in town. And uh, you know, I've I've talked about you over the years, and and I've had you on mainly on the phone. Uh, I've seen you guys uh, night of the show. But this is the first time we've had you in the, in the studio. and There's so much I want to talk to you about because there's so many Beatle fans uh, out there. And, um, you know, it's it's it must be an honor for you to give this kind of tribute to the Beatles.
3: Yeah, I mean, well, for, first of all, we're all uh, super big Beatle fans. So for us to... Get to do what we do. We're playing all our favorite music anyway, so it's a it's a really fun show to be a part of because we're huge Beatles fans, yeah. and that's where it all started for all of us.
1: The other thing is, you guys look like the Beatles. Now, look, I I don't want to give any false impressions here. You're not the Beatles, and you don't look exactly like the Beatles, but you look enough like the Beatles to where you really get the feeling that you're experiencing the Beatles when you're there. And, you know, you've got the hair, you don't wear a wig, you've got the George Harrison um, haircut, but yet you change it as the show goes on.
3: Yeah, well, you know, you just have some makeup and a, and a hairbrush, and it's pretty much what I do. Yeah. But, I mean, we're you know, none of us are exact lookalikes, but when you put us all together, it really makes sense, like, because the guy playing Paul looks... More like Paul than anyone in the group, and and the guy playing Ringo looks more like Ringo. So you don't really have to go like, "Oh, I wonder who's who" or anything like that. It's a, it's visually. There's a lot of shows out there like, "Oh, they said like, oh, if you close your eyes, it sounds just like the Beatles." Well, with us, it's like we want you to open your eyes and and not only sound like the Beatles, but also look like the Beatles. So, and you know, the music's the most important thing, but the visual, you know, the Beatles were a pretty visual group. And they they had a pretty super cool look, and they were uh, really something uh, at, to, when they were playing live and stuff. So we try to give a little uh, emulation of all of that together.
1: Yeah, and also Marty, um, you look like the Beatles in that you you know the clothes, the 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 the. The costumes that you wear are very authentic-looking to the things that the Beatles wore as they went through their transitions.
3: Yeah, we go through sort of like a history of the Beatles. So, um, so we have all these you know different costumes through the show and different as the years go by. It's sort of like like I said, a history lesson where we start out at the Ed Sullivan show, which by the way, it's the 60th anniversary of that almost to the day. That was like a week or two ago or something. And uh, then we do, we go backwards after that sort of documentary style uh, into the Cavern Club and, and when they were doing a bunch of cover tunes and stuff. And then we go into uh, the bit from Shea Stadium, which was sort of like the first big stadium concert that ever happened for any band. And then we do the psychedelic stuff in Sgt. Pepper, Magical Mystery Tour. And then we go into the later Beatles of Abbey Road and Let It Be and stuff like that. So it's a full show. And and Louise Harrison narrates it all on video. So it's a really different take on a Beatles show with a lot of her personal sort of memories in between
1: and the beatles were so brilliant with reflecting the times and you can definitely tell that transition when okay okay this is about the time the beatles started to get into drugs you know this is well <laughs> no, that's that when they started to get creative for sure yeah, yeah started to get a little, little creative um, by the way there are only a, a few tickets i mean there are tickets left but there're not many tickets left this could yeah, be a sell out it's a
3: sellout. Going to sell out for sure it, it's there's very few tickets left and we love playing the jefferson it's such a cool vibe there and uh, I think this is our third or fourth time playing there, and it's just a place where we love to come back every year, and we love we love it here. Yeah, so, it's a great venue. Yeah. And, and look,
1: some people are going to be going for the first time, and if you've never been to the Jefferson Performing Arts Center on Airline, uh, again, plenty of free parking. It's Metairie. And uh, you don't have some of the issues uh, that you have when you go into the city, and, and and a lot of people have never been there. But it's a great venue and acoustically very pleasing.
3: Yeah, last year we played here. It was literally during Mardi Gras. So this no, year, it was the yeah.
1: night of the endemion Extravaganza, and you <laughs> but, still did you still yeah, did good with nobody the crowd. told us
3: we didn't get the memo <laughs> for that. But it, it was still it's super fun. And but this year, yeah, we're almost sold out. So there are still some tickets left. So. If anybody wants to come get them now, really. And I'm not just – that's not a sales pitch. They're almost gone.
1: Yeah, and go to the uh, Jefferson Performing Arts Center – uh, website and find out more about that, Marty. I want to talk uh, a little bit about some of the, the the idiosyncratic things that I I notice about uh, Liverpool Legends and 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 how you notice uh, and how you have noticed the Beatles and, and replicated little things that the Beatles have done. For example, you not only had to find a bass player who looked like Paul, you had to find a left-handed bass player.
3: Yeah, I mean it's it, which is really hard to do because for one, Paul was a really good bass player and he had a lot of vocal ability to have a lot of different voices so that role is a really hard one to find cuz you have to be able to sing super high and then super clean and beautiful to do these ballads but then you have to be able to scream like Little Richard so it's a it's a tough all of the guys in the group like it's sort of like you know really tough to find players who in who could look and do the do the parts I, I always call it like finding for Beatles in a haystack because it's like it literally it it's way harder than it seems you know people think that the music like you said people think oh there's only a few chords but there is yeah. that aspect where there's a few chords to a lot of songs but so you could strum along you know with a big note songbook and sing a Beatles song but if you're really trying to duplicate the records like we are doing live it, it's a lot of work and it's it's a, we're still working at it. You know, well, here's,
1: here's the other thing about uh, Paul being a left-handed the guy, who's Paul being a left-handed bass player. The visual symmetry of the Beatles on stage was different because Paul's neck, you know, it, the, 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 at both ends of the Beatles, there were these necks sticking out. With other bands, all the necks were were horizontal, were um, were similar to each other. They were all pointing in the same direction. Yeah,
3: and they they were singing into the same microphone a lot when they were doing uh, the early when they were performing live. So, and that was a the thing they kind of got from all the girl uh, groups from the '60s that were kind of doing a similar thing. So yeah, the, it, the symmet- symmetrical thing—it it created like a V shape with George right. and Paul. And so if you have, you know, there's groups out there that have right-handed guys that are doing it, and it just never looks right to me. So right. we had to we had to find a lefty to make it. Because let's face it, everybody saw the Ed Sullivan Show. Everybody. Yeah. So you, if if there's anything out of place, that's kind of the first thing. That you would see.
1: That's right. And if the if the Beatles did not have uh, if a tribute band did not have a, a left-handed bass player, then the the visual image of the Beatles would be different. Because again, if you look at the Beatles when they when they bowed at the end of the songs, and while they're performing, there is that V shape with uh, the neck of uh, John's guitar facing in one direction and the neck of Paul's bass facing in the opposite direction. They're not all facing in the same direction. So I thought that was cool. Um, I also love that that Ringo Starr and the person who is ringo is is really really good ringo was the first drummer i believe on um a high rise on a um a box i mean yeah, a, drum drum, riser, uh, yeah. Yeah, a drum riser yeah a drum riser but not of... only that yeah. but but ringo himself sat high in the saddle i mean his his stool was higher than it well, was to be drummers. seen well yeah, i mean most of, i mean i look at uh you know like bon jovi's drummer sometimes the drummers are like hidden back there behind the yeah. kit and and ringo was like just you know right. prompt up there like a gargoyle
3: yeah well since then i mean they have literally now they call it a drum riser back yeah. in those days it was just put a pedestal up there for ringo to right. be on but but and he deserved it because he was a big part of the band you know? He was,
1: and you know, I, somebody corrected me on this. Um, um, Rob Schulte, who is uh, with a band called the Top Cats here, and they, Top do some, Cats. they do yeah, some Beatles Beatles and, and they do some Beatles songs, and they they're part of um, they're part of uh, the Beatles Festival every summer here. And I, I was joking with Rob one day about what a terrible drummer uh, Ringo was, and he said, "No, he was really a very brilliant drummer because, first of all, he he didn't." overpowered the music. And also there were things that Ringo did because he was a left-handed drummer, but he played with the kit set up as a right-handed drummer's kit. And so that caused the instinct of his left hand to be a little different than the instinct of somebody else's left hand. And, and Yeah, all his and, fills are
3: backwards. Yeah, so, to, so it was different. Yeah, right. And and we go as far as to, to, to get those fills right in our show. You have to lead with your left hand on a right-handed kit otherwise it just never sounds right so it's and any and to take that further anybody who's a real drummer knows the importance of Ringo and how great he was and and really most drummers started playing drums because of Ringo
1: yeah all right, when we come back, I want to ask uh, – I'll, I'll ask Marty the, the question that I ask uh, most rockers on this show, and some of you know what that, that question is. I'll, I'll ask him that question too, but we'll, we'll talk about a few other things. But look, there are a few tickets left for Liverpool Legends at the Jefferson Performing Arts Center on Airline. That's tomorrow night starting at 730, and I can personally endorse this as a real um, trip through the the Beatles – history from beginning to to the end and there's references to, to to history and 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 how involved the beatles were and and how how instrumental they were in defining pop culture of their time so we'll be back with more marty scott the georgian uh, liverpool legends is in our studio i'm scoot and we'll be back on wwl call from mom answer it call silenced
2: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
1: You have 47 new voicemails.
2: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
0: Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time
1: Ever written, according to Rolling Stone magazine. This is uh, In My Life from Rubber Soul. Uh, We're talking to Marty Scott. He is the George Harrison in Liverpool Legends. And they're a Beatles tribute band. And it's it's more of, of, of a Beatles experience than anything else. And they're going to take you from the beginning of the Beatles to the end of the Beatles. And you'll see the transition through the music and the costumes and much of it is narrated by George Harrison's sister, Louise, who put this band together. I mean, Marty, why don't you talk about that story uh, of actually meeting with uh, Louise Harrison?
3: Well, I uh, met I met Louise just a couple months after George had passed away. I was performing at a Uh, Beatle convention in Chicago and she was the guest of honor for this weekend Beatle festival and after I was singing George tunes and after I sang the the guy who was in charge of the fest was like hey Mrs. Harrison would like to speak with you and you know I was already freaking out that she was there and uh but after I sang she I don't know she's pretty spiritual and she thought we were meant to meet each other and we just ended up like hanging out together the whole weekend it was bizarre and uh she ended up staying at my house and we literally a week later she brought me to meet paul mccartney and i'm sitting on a couch between both of them thinking like man this is was a strange time in my life and you know nothing's really ever been the same since it just started this road of Beatle land for me.
1: So you were doing Beatles songs before. You you love the Beatles, yeah, before. yeah. I just
3: didn't have like a show like this. Right. It was like I've right. always sort of loved the Beatles and sang the music and stuff. But that started off kind of a whirlwind of things. And a few years later, we decided to put this show together. She wanted to be a part of something that maybe George would be proud of if he was looking down on it. And there's a lot of Beatles groups in the world, but w- we wanted to put something together that was really special, so we set out to find four guys who really could play the parts and also be the kind of people that we would like to hang out with. So, which is we found kind of important to in a band to have to play music with your friends. So um, that's how it all started, and we ended up opening a, opening a show in a venue in Branson, Missouri, of all places, and we were we ran our show there like five days a week. For many years, that's kind of how we learned how to do a show. It, it was like thousands of shows there. And, you know, we for a while we weren't that good. And then we got really good by doing thousands of shows. It's kind of like shooting baskets. You shoot enough free throws, and sooner or later you kind of get good at it. And, you know, and since then we've been all over the world. we played Carnegie Hall. We've done big shows at the Rose Bowl and international shows all over. So it, it's been one, one trip. You know, wow. and, and a lot of fun.
1: It's Liverpool Legends, and uh, it's a tribute to the Beatles. And tomorrow night they'll be on stage at the Jefferson Performing Arts Center. I want to mention that this uh, is live right now on uh, Scoot on the Air Facebook. So uh, go to Scoot on the Air Facebook, and, and this is live, and you'll see uh, Marty. Marty is, is George, as you can tell. He looks pretty much like uh, George uh, with his I his, have his, my hair his real but hair. I knew it. Yeah, that's right. No, it looks you look like George, um, it, but it sounds like there was something very spiritual about your meeting with Louise Harrison, and it's almost as if I get the feeling that she felt like she was was keeping George al- alive in some way through the existence of this band.
3: Yeah, for sure, and and really, she was really hands on. Like li- literally, when we started, she used to help us load the truck. She would sew buttons on our costumes. She she was really a she moved to Branson to be a part of it and uh you know she, i don't know if you know but she passed away early uh, uh just about a year ago almost to the date and uh she was a great age of 91 so it was uh, wow. we spent a lot it, it was we spent a lot of years together and she traveled with us and she was really a big part but uh she, you know we're keeping her memory alive too that's what we're doing now and you know she still narrates the show and we do a special dedication to her in the show so it's uh, she's still with us and and uh and it, you know, she, we had so much fun with her, and and she, you know, will always have her be part of our show.
1: What's something about George Harrison that generally people don't know that that you have learned in studying him all these years?
3: I mean, I will say that like George was a great guitar player, and he he was one of the first guys. Like you were talking about with Ringo, with George, he was one of the first guys to actually write guitar solos that were sort of little songs within the songs. Like he was writing these melodic parts that that before him, it was just guys like Carl Perkins and Chuck Berry, and they played these riffs, and George was writing these melodies within the songs. Um, and he kind of started that whole style of lead guitar. And then later in life, when he started playing slide, this was mostly after the Beatles. I mean, George is maybe... I think, the best slide player ever. Like he learned a little bit from like Dwayne Allman and guys like that, and then he took it, and he sort of did the same thing where he 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 played in this melodic songwriter-ish style uh, that really nobody can... Nobody could duplicate that, I'm, and I'm I'm kind of thankful that we don't do too many later George <laughs> solo songs because every time we do, it's super hard for me. Like he was really good at it.
1: I want to mention yeah. some other little thing for people to watch for uh, tomorrow night, uh, and and I, I again, I, I point out that you, that you might notice a, a lot of little things that uh, Living Legends uh, does right. Uh, Liverpool it, Legends, it, come Liv- on. I'm, what, what I said? What is Living Legends, Liverpool Legends. We're I'm, still I'm living. Yeah, Liverpool Legends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they do little things that will remind you of the Beatles, and and it might be a subconscious uh, thing that you, you remember. But uh, George Harrison used to kind of kick his, his – um, his he was playing songs and kind of in his own little dance way, he had this little dance kick thing. And, Marty, you do that to perfection. Yeah, he I think that he
3: kind of got that from Carl Perkins. Like if you watch old videos of Carl Perkins – He's kind of doing that, and George was a huge fan of Carl. Like, he played, you know, the Country Gentleman because Carl and, and Chet Atkins, and they all played those kind of guitars. And But I think even further, I think they got it from Hank Williams Sr. because that's where I think Carl Perkins got it. So it's, yeah. it all sort of goes back to, to uh, you know, influences, and in, in the Beatles had a lot of them. And, and,
1: and the the Beatles introduced a lot of like white kids like me who grew up in the suburbs introduced them to a lot of R&B songs that we would not have been familiar with.
3: Yeah. And the other thing George did to just stick up for George is he introduced the whole western world to eastern music. Yes, he, he did. He was the first guy to he do did. all that, yeah. you know, starting with, you know, Revolver yeah. and all that stuff. He, you know, the sitar, he kind of brought that into the 60s yeah. and then millions of garage bands and everybody did it
1: after george all right before i let you go uh tell me a good groupie story (laughs) all right well no let me ask you this marty i i I mean look going way back okay this has to be recently but let's say going way back i've got a great group do you find that that like women would like want to be with you guys because they kind of thought they were with the real beatles um no
3: oh come on no the people that come to see us first of all are you know uh, mostly older people and, you know, they, the the bras that they're throwing are different <laughs> sizes than they were like 30 years ago when they were throwing 50 years ago. But I will say a funny story. I don't know if it's a groupie story, but we were in England and we were doing a uh, Beatle Festival in England. And uh, in England, I guess they have like one hotel key that fits every darn room. So I right, kinda have to of
1: get to c I'm gonna have to get to a break soon. So okay. I just have to get you let you go. That's to the okay. End Maybe it's better I don't tell you. No, the it's sir. okay. No, I want you to tell it, but get to the end of it. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well the end is this guy in the middle of the night I'm sleeping, this guy comes in my room and he's wearing a John Lennon shirt and John Lennon glasses and he's screaming at me in German because I'm screaming at him. He thinks he's he thinks I'm in his room and he's in my room and it was I don't know if it was a groupie, but it was one of the most frightening things in my wow. life until he realized he was in the wrong room, but he looked just like John Lennon. <laughs> so
1: that was a little scary. All right, Marty Scott, we'll see you uh, tomorrow night on stage, Jefferson Performing Arts Center at 730, the Liverpool Legends, a tribute to the Beatles. Can't wait for it.
3: Yeah, it's great to see you, okay. and uh, we're Good to see you excited too. to be at the Jefferson. All right,
1: Academy. thanks. I'm Scoot, and uh, we'll be back. And, and Cord, this is this is really how it uh, called, all kind of came to an end toward uh, toward the end. And, uh, you know, again, the Beatles... Beatles were really not um, an active group for that long, from 64 to really about 70. But, uh, you know, you're going to hear the full the full history of the Beatles tomorrow night at the Jefferson Performing Arts Center. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back on WWL. All right, it has been just a great week, and it's going to be a great weekend, and I hope you get out there and... Um, and, and enjoy it. Sports Talk is uh, coming up next. A lot of positive stuff going on with sports, with the, uh, the restructuring of Derek Carr's uh, contract and the Pelicans and LSU, baseball and basketball. And Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak are coming up next on Sports Talk. I want to thank our program director and brand manager, Diane Newman, our assistant program director and brand manager and senior producer of Scoot on the Air, Ian Hoke, market manager, Dan Barron. Ian Hoke, I'm sorry, Ian Ozan, uh, uh, news anchor. uh, Traffic with Courtney P. And as always, I thank you for being part of the show. I'm screwed on the air. Have a great weekend. Love you, New Orleans